Hello, and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First, we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Jumbo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Jumbo, everyone. This is Kevin, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. This is episode 109, more Tony Castlenova. This show can be called Part 2, Side B, The B-Side, Magic Our Way 2, Podcast Harder, whatever you want. Unlike show number 108, where we concentrated our discussion on this book, this episode just has Tony and the Magic Our Way boys just plain old talking about various Disney stuff. We had a lot of fun talking with Tony Casanova, and we wanted to make sure that we shared it all with you. If you want to purchase Tony's book, Disney by the Numbers, you can find it on Amazon or purchase it straight from his website, DisneyByTheNumbers.com. And if you buy it straight from his website, Tony will sign and number it to make your purchase that much more magical. Now, maybe you're not in a buying mood, but rather in a more competitive mood. We have the answer for that. We are holding a contest to win a free signed and numbered copy of Tony Castlenova's book, Disney by the Numbers. For more information, check out our previous episode, Magic Way number 108, and you will get details on how to enter. This contest ends at 11.59 p.m. on Easter Sunday, March 27th, 2016. So go check out that show today. Okay, it's time to get back to our interview with Tony Casanova. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go continue the magic. So what are you guys, are you guys looking forward to a Star Wars land or a Toy Story land? Hmm. Mm, not Toy Story land. <clears throat> If I, I had to choose between the two, I, I, for me personally, I'd, I'd go for a Star Wars. Yeah, land. Yeah, I'm more Star Wars land than than uh, Toy Story land. Yeah, I, I would go for Star Wars land, but before that, I would look for lower ticket prices. Uh, that's just <laughs> me. You're gonna be looking a long, a long time. Long huh? time. But if we have some statistics on that, I'll probably be 150 for they even drop the. the, the oh, what was that. I just looking at? Um, well, while I'm looking for that, so what you know in your your Star Wars land, what would you uh, want to see there? What do you think would be... Uh, what should be there? Yeah, what should be there? What are you looking forward to them possibly putting in there? Oh, man. Uh, I would I would like to see, like, a little trading session between, like, uh, you know, Yoda and Luke. I don't know. They, they probably won't <laughs> put that session? in there. Yeah, because, like, I don't think... 
we got enough of, of, of that in Empire. Like, you know, Yoda was just like <laughs> You want an late. actor playing Yoda and Luke, you know, like, or a puppet. I guess a puppet would be you, Yoda. Yeah, I mean, how many? Hey, look, they're the ones that imagine stuff. I just had the idea, you know? I, but I would like to see that because I think that was really like a good insight on how to use the force. And it wasn't, you know, it, there was nothing at, at stake. It was just like, yeah, this is how we, how we do it. I, I think you know that what's would cool be about cool. that? You had me thinking about like the old backlight tour that used to have at MGM. What's that? Like you go through the whole series, kind of like the backlight tour that you used to have. Okay. It's like the second hour after the tram tour. And what you could do is walk through Luke and Luke's training with Yoda. So if you wanted to do things like lift a X-wing out of the swamp or something like that, oh, that's like they idea. can make the effects happen to where they pick somebody out of the crowd because that's what they used to do with the backlight tour. They like you used to ride the the bumblebee. They put you up against mm, a green screen, right. and uh, um, you know you do that, and they do the whole green screen thing. They'd have to do then you go to another room and you have a whole another thing, and then you go to another room and they have a whole another thing. They had the water tank. I I would totally see something just like that, like what? a training of Luke. Where like they pick somebody at crowds like all right you're gonna you're gonna learn how to raise this you're gonna use, use the force oh man. and then they'll use their special effects tank to like yeah, mm. they get to use the special effects tank get to ready there you know here raise the X wing okay so the little kid goes up there he does his thing and the X wing raises out of the water you know special effects right. go to another thing you know you're running with Yoda on your back or something yeah see I'm with that right mm. I mean I don't I think that be, would be cool you're right I, I don't think that'd be, be actually really interesting incorrect but like yeah you make the whole area just dark and like you do a spotlight and you have like a a small person like in a little Yoda thing, yeah. but half of their body is like you know in the dark, like uh, mm-hmm. you know those different acts they do yeah. in the play, yeah. And like he said, yeah, I I, I would love to see that. See, that'd be fun. Like yeah. a so through. now, do you want to see like old school Star Wars or new J.J. Abrams Star Wars? I need more uh, movies to or come out from J.J. Abrams before I can start believing in that. I, we. That's just me. I mean, yeah. I, and I'm not gonna go into depth on it, but uh, I I still need to see more of that. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. You know, so I need old school. That's me. I want a little bit of yeah. all for me personally. Yeah. I want a little from Star Wars Land to address your question. For I want to see, I guess, a unique ride system come online mm. with them. Something that's yeah. that that you know. Um, I think the last unique ride system would be. Um, I mean, you could say the coaster in Expedition Everest where it goes backwards, but that's mm-hmm. that's a coaster ride system. Yeah, and right. The last unique ride system would be like something like Indiana Jones uh, thing in Disneyland, as well as Dinosaur. That ride system, you yeah. just love that. Dinosaur. Was very you just want to say dinosaur. Come on, <laughs> yeah, dinosaur. I do want to say that. That's you see something unique in Avatar Land because uh, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Disney filed for a patent for a Omni boat uh, system. Okay, where. Uh, for that boat ride that they're planning on the lower level, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't have to stop. You know, one of Disney's greatest problems is, you know, load, unload, load, right. unload, load, unload is that throughput. Right. So this Omni boat, the boat would actually never stop, and people would be able to get on and off, almost like a dune buggy or yeah. Buzz Lightyear, uh, you know, from a system that, you know, the boat never has to stop. So that may be uh, something unique. They were kind of connected by... Some mm-hmm. kind of magnetic chain system, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly, about the patent. Uh, so that's something interesting that we may see. Well, I'll uh, definitely look Avatar. forward to that. Yeah, like Omnimover, an aqua yeah. Omnimover system. Oh, so you should right. be making books about the law system as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just a small observation. Carry on, gentlemen. Yeah, I like to do my uh, Disney research. I'm kind of a, 
a crazy uh, fanatical person like no, that. Nothing wrong uh, with that, man. No, nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. I'm just, it. I'm just hearing. I'm like, you know, that's like he's talked about the law over there a lot. I mean, you could, you know. <laughs> You might have something there. I'm just saying. Well, I'm sure when you publish a book on Disney, you need to know the law to make sure you're protected. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If you're going to talk about it, yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's talking about mm. the, you know, the riot system. And so I, I thought that was cool. Mm. You know? No, that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. brought up the riot system because, yeah. 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 you know, Universal got the whole KUKA thing, arm thing going. So mm. I want to see what Disney has creatively come up as far as riot systems that will that completely. Yeah, you know, I don't know how far you could take it, but I'm sure you could take it further. Something yeah. unique, like the Omni Riot, the Aqua Omni Riot, right. uh, Omni Mover thing. I, I'm looking forward to that. But something else on top of that would be just as good. I think. Yeah, that's well, what I'm looking. I, I also to. know the River of Light. They're gonna have, uh, and you guys probably heard this too. Is, you know, they're gonna have drones doing the fireflies. Right. Yeah. 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 So that'll be interesting. But you know, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. I think even Len had mentioned it on a podcast. Uh, uh, for WDW today, mm-hmm. you know, they had proposed uh, the Imagineering had proposed uh, a version of Star Wars Land that got rejected by the board mm. uh, because the board said it wasn't ambitious enough. So, oh wow! Um, so there was really only you know this light announcement at D twenty three, and that and that was the reason for it because Imagineering had to kind of go back to the drawing board and really come up with something more ambitious uh, than you know. Plan A that they presented to the board. So, I'm hoping Plan B, whatever that is, that you know has given us now the green light, uh, because we hear construction is going to happen uh, this month, next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually kind of happened a little bit. Wow. Hopefully, will be something really ambitious that will really blow our minds. You know, we don't need you know a lot of the things that Universal and even Star Tours are you know that simulation thing. I don't want to be in a simulation thing. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I, I want to be in an immersive experience. I want to be there, live there. You know, can you build like an Ewok village that I can mm-hmm. walk through? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, can you build uh, the cantina uh, so I can have that experience of what it would have been like yeah. for Han Solo to walk into that building? Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I totally agree with that. It's like it's a simulation thing is kind of like the easy way out now. Yeah. yeah. It's like you have the screens. It's easily updatable. It's no problem. But, you know, what Disney's known for is they're totally immersing you in that experience, in that right. world, you know, when they did Maelstrom, immerse you in the Norway thing. Right. When they did Peter Pan, they immerse you in that story. So that's that, you're exactly right. Adventurous that's Club. what that yeah, Adventures Club. I'm about that's what I want to see. Yeah. What Disney's known for is fully immersing you versus the uh, what I now call the easy way out with the movie screens right. or whatever. Not, not that the simulations are bad, but it's you know people are doing it a lot. Well, unfortunately, I mean, when you looked at that special, that's what it looked like. The Millennium Falcon ride looked like a simulator ride. Yeah, the, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And you they were about the show, the Han Solo. The, the Disneyland. The, 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 the show that Harrison Ford looked oh so excited just, to be at. Just wanna, yeah, I just want to make sure for the listeners I was on the same page. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, no. He and, was even and listen, asleep on even that. that show, for me, was kind of disappointing on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I heard some rumors that they were bringing back the world of color and Dick Van Dyke was hosting it. That got me excited. That like, was, what? yes. That I would have loved that. That, that, was great. Was, that was a great rumor. I'm like, hold on. Where, where, what happened to that? And then I'm like, uh-oh. This sounds like a commercial for Disneyland. Right. And I really think they lost the opportunity. This is the last year they're doing the 60th anniversary. Right. And I expected a really, really hard sell on Disneyland on why all the reasons 
you better come this year mm -hmm. because this is all going away. You know, tell me about Paint the Night again. Tell me about World of Color. Tell me about the Great Parade. Tell me about the Great Fireworks. And there was things in there. I'm like, what? What, what are all these musical performances? Why is right. there some guy on the listen? Why is there some guy on the stage without a shirt and a thousand tattoos? <laughs> what does that got to do with Disneyland again? Sixteenth? I'm not sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It would seem like I, a listen, commercial. Nothing against the band or the song or anything, but like, but it had nothing to do with Disney's Disneyland sixtieth. No, you're right. So no. that was my you know little disappointment. But I was really, I really thought it was going to be this is going to be like a really great show on all the reasons I better get to Disneyland this year. It was more of a showcase of the uh, talent that they have on a well quote unquote talent that they have on ABC television, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Than what it was of hey, this is why you need to get out to Disneyland this year. This is all the really cool things that you're going to see over there, uh, and and really even like. Like they did like this one segment with uh, the cast from Modern Family of like tips uh, for tips Disney Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. did a whole thing. I'm like, all right, hidden Mickey's. Right, you've yeah. got to know what a hidden Mickey is. And I'm like, are you serious? Who's watching this show right now that does not have any clue what a hidden Mickey is? Somebody that hasn't been to Disney World. I could be surprised. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, listen, I live. Uh, 12 minutes away from the park, and I go there on the weekends, mm -hmm. and I can't tell you the crazy things that I listen to uh, while standing in lines for things. <laughs> the, the, the things that parents tell their kids or kids are telling their parents or cast members are telling kids or kids are telling... <laughs> it is... I'm like... <gasps> Hello. <laughs> uh, can we do a little fact check on some of these things here? Yep. <laughs> I don't think any of them are true. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's entertaining. Very, very entertaining. So are you looking to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, are you looking forward to Toy Story Land? Uh, being that I am a Toy Story geek, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't care what they build. And I really think that uh, this is uh, John Lasseter's grand plan. Uh, you know, there's that sign over there in Hollywood Studios that says Pixar Place. Okay. And I think that's so, just going to be the beginning. I think Toy Story Land is like phase one, mm -hmm. and there's going to be like a Bugs Life Land and a, a Monsters Land and an Incredible Land. I think we're going to see a land for every uh, Pixar film, hopefully. Hope that, would be, yeah. that would be my John Lasseter dream for you, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope you're right. I absolutely do hope you're right on that one. Um, so you're a Toy Story Mania fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I'm not a big fan of Toy Story Mania. Just not. Uh, I didn't feel like it was the best use of the characters in a ride. Yeah. Um. But love Buzz Lightyear. Love love that one. Yeah. Uh. I don't. I'm not really sure what else they're gonna put in Toy Story Land. Um. I wouldn't mind it, the Incredibles thing. We did a whole. Uh, we do a we do a, a series <laughs> of shows called Park It, where we yeah. take a, a, an entity that doesn't have a, a representation in the park and we put them in the parks. Yeah. We came up with a bunch of things and stuff that we'd like to see. Yeah, and uh, and Incredibles Land, I think, would be a great idea. I think that'd yeah. be a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. And I think a Monsters Land would be, uh, yeah. you know, Monstropolis. I think they, they could build them a whole city. You know, I yeah. think they could do a lot with that. They did. You know, they so did. Yeah. Toy Story Mania. We'll give you this. I was talking to a um, ride supervisor, uh, uh, 
I'll, I'll tell you this thing. I, I Uber on the weekend sometimes, and uh, I was picking up this cast member, and uh, he was a ride supervisor over there. Mm-hmm. I won't say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble. But he's telling. I said to him, I said, hey, let me ask you this uh, about Toy Story Mania. I said, you know, the third track that they're building. So what is that? Are they going to do like two fast pass queue lines and then kind of old school standby line? And he says, well, he says, that's interesting that you bring that up. I said, all right, go ahead. Tell me the story because I know there's one coming. Yeah. Uh, at first, that's what all the, the cast members that are working there uh, all had the same kind of uh, thinking I was. You know, two queue lines would be completely dedicated to fast pass and really just generate uh, people through those queue lines very quickly. And the third line would just be strictly for standby. And it would be like almost old school Disney. You know, there'd be a sign that said 40 minutes, and that would be what you had to wait. Mm -hmm. And it would really just be one line that just had people that were, you know, waiting. No fast pass people cutting in, just one queue line for that. And he said, now management is saying that, no, it's just going to be a mix of the three, three lines, and it'll be fast pass and standby. It'll all be kind of jumbled up. I said, that makes like no sense. Yeah. It's like, well, that's what they're they're saying is <laughs> may happen. So all of us that were hoping not to have to wait to, for 55 minutes to get on uh, Toy Story Mania, <laughs> there's no <laughs> end in sight. <laughs> 55, I've been on days when it's 299 minutes. You know, and, and can I tell you, that is part of my negative appreciation of that <laughs> ride because it's go. such a long wait for such a... Um, short ride. A short ride, and, and quite frankly, like, again... More of a simulator kind of thing. You're shooting imaginary rings. Like my daughter yeah. had the Wii game uh-huh. uh, growing up, and it pretty much got to exactly what we were trying to do while we were on the ride itself. They should have a new ride while everybody's in line called Wait Mania. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny Mania. because uh, the, when the line was that long, I went in uh, to standby in the queue, and there was literally there was nobody in there. Oh wow! And I came outside and went to the cast member, going, "Where are all the people?" And they're like, "Well." It's because of the fast pass. He goes, we have so many fast passes that if you were to stand there, it would take you 299 minutes to get through that line. Oh, my God. I said, but there's nobody in there, right? You, you know there's nobody in the building. I said, you couldn't, like, just slip me in? Like, whoop, one person. Oh, <laughs> you my know? God. He's like, well, no, not really. Right. Wow. Oh, wow. I That's said, all right, see you later. Thanks for, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for letting for me know. Me, yeah. And you know what's great about this is this man is Uber driving to fact check. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is a new way. There's researching, there's libraries, and there's Uber driving yeah. to get your facts straight. That's awesome. Chat like with your it. friendly Uber guy. Ubering for facts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to remember that next time we take a podcast trip down there. Yeah. Tell you what. Get Tony call it. Hey, man. <laughs> Got your Uber for you. <laughs> I tell people it's, uh, you know, it's probably the cheapest way to get around Orlando these days is you know just call Uber because mm-hmm. uh, a run to the airport is about uh, sixteen dollars in Uber and it's I don't know sixty to seventy dollars depending on the cab yeah yeah uh, you know from the airport so yeah, it was know. like that when I when I would stay on property and we needed a like we did, we would come in from New Orleans and we wouldn't have a a, a rental car right and then you'd have to hire the uh, the shuttle the mirror shuttle to come yeah. bring you from. The All Star, whatever, to right. uh, the uh, to Universal. Like right. if we when we spend sure. a day at Universal, and that in and of itself was like sixty or seventy dollars. Yeah, that's about uh, six to eight dollars in an Uber uh, car. <sighs> God bless <laughs> technology. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
If you're down here, just use Uber. It's it's fine. Absolutely. And you may even find me in a car. Yeah. Really? Oh, you can only be so lucky. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you facts about Disney or tell you these <laughs> That'd be a fun contest. If you go down to Disney World and you happen to get Tony, he'll send you a book. <laughs> I should maybe I should keep him on the dashboard and start selling them. That's exactly That's a good what you idea. By the way, I have this book if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. if you want to know some good facts and, about it while you're in the park, you should have this in handy. If you want to yeah. plus your Disney vacation, as they say. You got a captive audience. If you want me to unlock the door, it'll cost you $15 for the book. <laughs> <laughs> there there you go. Is. I like it. You I got like it. Hey, you were aggressive to get to this point right here, so hey, keep it going. That's right. How is it working with Theme Park Press? Because they do a lot of great books. Uh, what is your experience like working with them thus far? Yeah, it's been uh, really great. Bob is uh, really easy to work for. Um, uh, you just send him your stuff, and he just you know does it via email. He doesn't phone you. He doesn't bother you. He'll send you an email. Hey, check this out. Are these updates okay? You know, send me these chapter. You know, whatever. It was really a good experience. Uh, I have no problems with Bob. Um, listen, he was willing to publish this when everybody else I know was saying no. So. Uh, yeah. You know, we do them a lot. Uh, you know, for getting it done. Yeah, you know, I love it because I hear them. I hear their name tossed around a bit with a bunch of different podcasts and the support of the Disney fan community. So, yeah. uh, you know, I gotta appreciate that for that fact alone. You know, I appreciate for the. I mean, it's a great place to get books that you won't see published anywhere. I mean, everything else is going to be toting the company line and and sure. kind of giving you um, the pixie dusted version of uh, of history. And I like. I like going like Who's Afraid of Song of the South? Where else would you find a book like that? Right. Theme Park Press. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Exactly. We've had on some, uh, you know, people uh, that have written books there. Uh, there's a woman that worked with uh, Michael Eisner. She was the uh, chief brand officer in charge of uh, Synergy. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so she was yeah. the crazy lady who tried, you know, if a movie came out, got every other division in the Disney company to, you know, sell something, make something, you know, to, you know, somehow make, you know, that movie, you know, happen on every other channel in the Disney company. Yep. Um, yep. And she, she, she's got some great stories. Uh, I would suggest go get her book uh, because, you know, we spoke to her an hour on the podcast and we didn't even scratch the surface. Um, yeah, I'd have to check that out because that's probably one of the re synergies are one of the reasons why Countdown to Extinction became Dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned that yeah. to Paul Torrigino because he was involved in that project. <laughs> you won't like, let you that know, go, will you? No, man. You won't it let was, it go. I, I love a unique property. You know, I, yeah, I love a unique go. ride. You know, like Haunted Mansion was a unique thing. Pirates mm. of Caribbean, not not bad what they did with it, but I like unique thing that happened. And you know, when they changed it to fit the movie, it was like, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I'll still enjoy it. I still like Indiana Jones better in Disneyland, but you know it's just, <laughs> right. that's our ride system that we have here. I'm good with it. You know? how, often yeah. do you, how often do you make it out to Disneyland, Tony? Uh, God, we didn't go last uh, the last time. Usually, I just go for Expo years, mm -hmm. uh, so it's usually every other year. Uh, and I didn't go uh, this last time. You know, my I I got very disenchanted uh, with the Expo in. I was going to ask you because we've never been, and we've been curious to know whether or not it's worth it to go. All right, so let me tell you my uh, experience, and I'm not saying that my experience is the only experience. Oh, of right, course. But here's here's the here's the thing: it is uh, Disney World on steroids, and meaning that uh, you can get a fast pass for one thing, but you are missing 300 other things that are happening 
because you went to go see that one thing over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of waiting in lines for, you know, I mean, I heard people uh, this past time uh, waiting as, as long as four hours oh to God. get into the Disney store. Oh, God. Oh, my kidding? God. And that's ludicrous. While you're doing that, standing there for four hours, you were not seeing any other presentation during that entire four mm. hours. You were standing in a line. Mm. Uh, there were people sleeping in the parking garage overnight so that they can get to, you know, the the parks uh, presentation. Listen, I'm paying a lot of money for the ticket, <laughs> plus a hotel room that I'm not sleeping in because I'm sleeping in the parking garage. Right. <laughs> that makes very little sense to me. Now, given Disney's emphasis on uh, enhanced cues, were there anything, like any little games for y'all to play while you were in line waiting for four hours? You brought your own entertainment from what I heard. <laughs> Wait, Mania. Yeah. Man. yeah. Toy Story Mania on so, your iPad or iPhone. <laughs> wow. So you have to, I think you have to go with the expectation that, uh, you, you, A, you cannot see and do everything. Mm -hmm. It is not possible. Mm -hmm. um, so just put that right out of your head. Just, you know, what? If they post a list of all the great things, you're not gonna. You're only gonna see one or two things a day, and you're gonna be standing in some kind of line the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is kind of the expectation that you have to go with. I think nowadays, it's just so many people. Uh, we heard uh, it wasn't this past year; it was the year before uh, when they sold out on the Friday and Saturday. There was as many as seventy-five thousand people there. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people in a small, thing. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, place. there's only X amount of space that people can be in. You know, there's the, sh the show floor space. Uh, there's usually a big arena area with one big or two big shows a day. Uh, and then all the other smaller presentations. And it's tough. Um, Did it feel you know, like Walt Disney World between Christmas and New Year's? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just very difficult uh you know to to do things if you're if you're looking for certain merchandise mm -hmm. you know that's only i'm using my air quotes exclusive to the expo which it never is it's always winds up in a park afterwards uh if you saw the john <laughs> lassiter shirts yeah, uh, yeah they just had a bunch of them uh, a couple months ago in uh, the hollywood studios yeah so okay. it's not exclusive it's exclusive to the expo while supplies last and if supplies last It'll be all over the place afterwards. Right. Yeah. You know, one of my big complaints, and Kevin and I have talked about this quite a bit, is when, like, I, I remember when you used to get, like, resort-specific merch. Like, you would go get yes. your cup to go grab your coffee or your uh, soda to, throughout your stay over there, and it would be a mug themed around your cup, and you don't even get that anymore. The idea of a, exclusive anything is you get just... get the general rapid-fill mug now. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just gone the way. Well, the, the bugs are uh, still uh, generic, but uh, resort merchandise is coming back. Uh, they do have resort shirts and and bags and backpacks and and things. Those things are are coming back, you know. And I'm with you. Uh, yes, back in the day, every resort had their own little. Their store was filled with their resort merchandise. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know? absolutely. And now it's just Disney parks. Mm -hmm. Now even Walt Disney World, it's Disney parks. Right. So they don't care what park you're in. It's just a park shirt. Uh, but resort merchandise is coming back. I think somebody finally uh, heard that loud and clear. Good. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the guy who ran the Disney stores, Jim Fielding. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a, a Twitter account. 
And let me tell you, that dude, I miss that dude every day because he used to be on Twitter. And if you uh, said, hey, Jim, why are there no men's shirts in the Disney store? He'd be like, I don't know. Let me go figure that out. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a message. And he would. He'd come back a couple of days later and send you a direct message. Hey, Tony, I was looking into that, and they're going to try and figure out ways to you know, make more adult-themed uh, shirts. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, awesome. whether he was giving me lip service or whether he actually did that, I don't know. Uh, but at least I fer- felt like somebody was listening to me mm-hmm. and at least replying to me uh, from the Disney company. Nowadays... Uh, I don't know who the Disney a I don't know who the Disney Store president is, and I don't think he's got a Twitter account, and I don't think he's going to a- answer any of my questions. <laughs> I even asked him uh, what the largest stores were, yeah, what the largest store in the world was, and which store made the most amount of money. And I figured he was never going to tell me which one made the most amount of money, because that would be a weird question to answer, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. But he he actually answered those questions. I was like, wow, that's that's you know that's interesting. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. They're yeah. building a store in uh, Shanghai. Shanghai, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the new park, right? Yeah, the yeah. new park. Yeah, Shanghai. Uh, there's a Shanghai Disney store, which is now the world's largest Disney store. Now, world of Disney store, Disney store. Uh, it's also got a Glockenspiel clock tower, what? which is the only one of its existence. The and, store uh, has this. Uh, this is the Hong Kong Disney Store. Oh, my God. It actually has a plaza out in front of the store that this giant clock tower sits in. Oh, my God. Um, so you have to go check that out. There's, I think Disney Parks put out a, a quick little video uh, okay. about this uh, clock tower. This is Shanghai, cool. Shanghai Disney Store? Yeah. Wow. And what they did, which I thought was very cool, is they put a, re- a representation of uh, all of the Disney branded characters. So... There's Mickey Minnie, mm-hmm. uh, there's some Star Wars, uh, some Marvel, and some Pixar. Oh, that's It nice. wasn't just, we're going to make this all Disney. It's, we're going to represent all of the Disney. The whole entire family. Right. And I thought that was a smart idea. That was good thinking Disney. I wonder if the, I wonder <laughs> if the bear's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Is the bear gonna be there? Like brother bear or well, no? The, bear? The, the, um, the one they got from Japan. Oh, I can't remember his name. He's no longer oh. in Epcot. Uh, it's killing me now. Some young guy's probably going. It's this bear, Duffy. Duffy. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna be there. All he right. came from Japan. Don't start on Duffy. <laughs> wow. Don't start on Duffy. <laughs> uh, I. You know, one of the first things I did when I moved down to Florida, I got invited to this marketing yeah. uh, thing about Duffy. It was the the rollout of Duffy. Okay. And after it was all over, I said to the woman, I said, is this just a bear? And <laughs> you guys made up this story to sell stuffed bears? That's what it's – maybe that's why he's never been invited back to any events. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, that's weird. I just said, a bear. I said, you guys made up this whole story to sell stuffed teddy bears. Right. And the fact that this bear's got Mickey all over him on his feet, on his face, on right. his ass – I was like, why? Why does Mickey got to be all over this bear? <laughs> Branding. Duffy the Disney Brand. bear. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that he can't, he was, I don't know, the Japanese love that bear, I guess. Uh, that was like his, that was like their thing. Yes. Their collectible deal. And then they just brought it over to see if we catch on. And I Yeah. Guess. And I think Minnie's getting her own bear now. Come on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's a new Japanese one called the Gelatoni. Okay. Uh, G-E-L-T-O-N-I. All right. Uh, some uh, and that may be Minnie's bear. I'm not. I'm not sure. Double Tony. Wow. Hmm. Tony. 
Hmm. It almost sounds Italian. Yeah, I'm about I to know. say. I mean, it is, does. Is, that, is that your bear? <laughs> I, it's not my bear. I think you should take ownership of it when it comes across the pond. You know, she's like, "Hey, this I, is my bear." <laughs> I keep telling uh, some of the the uh, people I know in Japan. I'm like, "Send me a gelatoni, please." Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I gotta find somebody to send me one. Yeah, I need to go. I, 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 it's one of my dreams to make it over there. If anything, just to see Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, it's one of my dreams to see that park in live with my own eyes, mm. you know, in person just to see that, you know, especially yeah. after talking with Paul Torgino and everything. Yeah. It just, just I, I want to visit that park. Here's the thing that those parks get that we don't get. What's that? Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe that. They will yep. throw cash at that thing. You got to remember that uh, in well, all the foreign parks, they're not owned by the Disney company oh, yeah. uh, because uh, in those countries, you cannot uh, be a landowner if you're not a resident or a company that is from that country. So in Japan, it's owned by the uh, Oriental Land Company. Mm-hmm. And they will throw money at that thing. Money makes money over there, as they're probably saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know Disney is getting an overhaul this year. I think it's their 16th anniversary, something oh, wow. like that. Uh, they're getting some huge upgrades. And they have, you know, a lot of the stuff that we get here, mm-hmm. like Hate the Night, oh, all, yeah. start, all starts in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, it came from there. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All starts there, and then it all trickles over here. Mm-hmm. So, Well, know, the whole design I, for the, uh, the Splash Mountain ride mm-hmm. vehicles now, where it used to be like a flume where you're back-to-back, now their side-to-side came from the Japanese culture thing. Yeah, the side yep. to side situation uh, setup that they have in the boats now. Yeah, and here's the other. I don't know if you've ever spoken to anybody that's been over there. Uh, do you know Deb Wills? I'm familiar with Deb Wills from All Years Net, all that kind of thing. You should have her on and have her talk about. It. She went to all all the parks in one trip. She went all around the world. And went right. to all the parks. Okay. Uh, but uh, she's got some stories. Uh, I don't know who else has been there. That I've heard these things from. So if you go to the park, and uh, you know three o'clock parade. You can lay a towel down mm-hmm. uh, on Main Street, say at noon, and nobody will move that towel. Mm. That's where your family will be sitting, and it will be there at three o'clock when you return to go see the parade. Wow! Holy cow! Yeah, that's a completely cultural thing, right there. Yeah, <laughs> they also, uh, if they're, you know, if it's like two, three deep, everybody will sit, mm-hmm. and even the gentlemen will take off their hats. Wow. Lord, that is awesome. That's discipline. Yeah, <laughs> that's culture right there. Yeah. yeah, we here in New Orleans, if you go to a parade route and you put your chair down and your ladder to watch your parade, mm-hmm. uh, you are not guaranteed if you leave that area <laughs> that your chair will be where it was mm-hmm. supposed yeah. to have been <laughs> originally. I'm so. sure not, or even your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> or your people that you came with. Yeah. <laughs> Where is my family? I can't have you. <laughs> Here they go. I can't see anything. I got to catch this thing real quick. Oh. <laughs> catch these beads. Oh, those are flakes. Can't see you, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Right. <laughs> I have a uh, friend who's uh, right now in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, a, she's a cast member. And uh, there's, oh, God, a couple hundred of them uh, wow. from Disney World and Disneyland. Right. Uh, helping to you know get those cast members geared up. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, for probably about a year, they were working in Walt Disney World. Uh, mm-hmm. They were hiring people in Shanghai, flying them here, and they were working our attractions to 
you know, get used to things. Right, right. But now uh, our folks are going over there, so they're part of what they're calling the startup or opening team. Yeah. Uh, for Shanghai, and she's been over there. I think she'll be over there just until. Unfortunately, you probably think she's going to come home just before the park opens. She's not going to see it open. I said, that would piss me off. <laughs> Five months or something. And then they said, well, you got to go home before it opens. Right. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me do what? <laughs> All that work for nothing. Yeah, that's terrible. That's rough. <laughs> at least let me stay to make sure it goes smoothly. You know, because you know, that's well, coming on. the opening day and then send me they- I guess uh, what she's saying is, you know, obviously the park is going to be so crowded on opening day. It's, you know, it's it's going to be like almost by invitation only. Right, right. First week. And she said, we're not going to be able to get in the park anyway. So mm-hmm. she's like, I may have to just come back. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take a lesson from the people that went to that convention and sleep in the parking lot if you really yeah. want to see it. <laughs> Wait that line for four hours. Wait, media. Yeah, back. yeah. You know, I'd love to see if I'm going to get a TV special on the opening of this new park. <laughs> you you know? know? Like, I, I remember was... when they had something for Euro Disney. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, I don't remember anything or much for Hong Kong. I remember a little bit for Hong Kong, maybe. But, mm-hmm. and, you know, Shanghai is being touted as, you know, this big thing, bigger, bigger than like Hong Kong or anything else. And I'd love to see if they're going to televise that to the world, the opening yeah. of Shanghai Disneyland. I would, yeah. That would make me happy. You know? So. Uh, Marty Scalar has got to go because he's the only living Disney person that's been to the opening of all parks. Oh, currently. yeah. So he's got to – I hope somebody gets him there. I don't care if he flies or they put him in a time capsule and shoot him there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, put him on boat. It's a teleport or whatever. But you, you gotta, I think you have to have him there because – you know, then he could say, "Well, I was there too." Yeah, collect uh, Marty's DNA so that way every park that they open, even like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, get Doc Brown to help shoot, him out. Exactly. exactly. Put him on a boat now and yeah. get him there now. Get him there now. Get him Marty! To China. Marty! Marty! <laughs> Marty couldn't be here, but his finger uh, <laughs> is here. Is his spirit? It's his spirit. You will press the green button to activate the rides. Wow! Push the, push, push the button when Marty's here. That's right. That's right. There you go. I think that'd be awesome. Um, I've been uh, hunting down uh, Michael Eisner because one of the things I'd love to do is have him on the podcast. Oh, that yeah. would be great. That'd be awesome. So I actually got a response from his team. And the response was, he can't come on your podcast until uh, Mr. Iger uh, leaves his term. Really? Because his agreement was he wouldn't talk about Disney uh, while Bob was running the company. I'm like, oh, my God. And Bob extended himself. I'm like, please. Now I'm like, can we just get Bob done so I can talk? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Holding up the whole works here, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) What, what what are you dying to ask Michael Eisner? Oh my God, there are so many questions. Oh yeah, I mean, I imagine. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, let's start with why would you throw Roy, the only living Disney person, off the board <laughs> when his name is Disney and yours isn't? Let's start there, Michael. That's awesome. So this is not going to be a friendly interview for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> It'll start off friendly, but I got questions. I yeah, mean, no, I mean, you got to ask the hard questions. I, yeah. I agree on that. Are you and Jeffrey Katzenberg still friends? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those conversations where you have a couple of drinks, you get them a little yeah. lubed up, and he's like, lubed Michael, up. tell me this, man. Come on. 
on. Between friends, right? We're friends, Between huh? Friends. We're, We're friends, friends, huh? I mean, come on. What the heck with the synergy, Michael? What's with the synergy? Tell me. Well, did you like the cartoon gem or something? I mean, come on. What were you thinking with the Disney Institute? What were, right. where, were you where were you going with that? Right. All right, the Disney, I'll tell you this. The Disney Institute has got over there, and they don't use it for anything today. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't remember where. I think it's right where the DVC uh, area uh, building. Oh, it's Saratoga. Yeah, it, it, that's yeah, the Saratoga, same building. That's yeah. Disney Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a building over there that is acoustically pitch perfect. Um, and their idea was they built this concert hall, and they wouldn't need any mics that, you know, if a band was playing right. – on the stage, you would be able to perfectly hear from any seat uh, in the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't use it for anything. Yeah, that's a shame. Nothing. I remember that. No sure movies, they, no concerts, no no nothing. There's probably no. somebody that goes in there in the pitch black darkness and just screams out of stress. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just to hear how they sound. Or just dust the floor and then walks out, turns off the light, and goes, Well, mm-hmm. I dusted the floor this week. Wow. Okay. Like, that's the best sounding broom ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I heard you all the way over here. Did you hear that little <laughs> speckle of dust hit the ground? Yeah. I did. And that person yeah. is probably Michael Eisner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you uh, my <laughs> security story, too, was I got assigned to that uh, construction area. And uh, my boss goes, you're going to go over to the Disney Institute, but you're not going to do your normal thing. He goes, they're going to shoot some of the Christmas parade pieces um, over in the Disney Institute because they want to, you know, show all the fun things that people can do at the Disney Institute. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, uh, just make sure that, you know, the construction, you know, if the crew needs it, you know, quiet because of, you know, construction, hammering, banging, whatever, you know, that you just, you know, Make sure that the crew gets what they need. And, right. You know the talent is not uh, disrupted. So I go over there and I find you know the person in charge of the the shoot, and she says, "Well, you know, Joan London's going to pull up her trailer here." I said, "Who? Joan London? Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god, this would be great!" And she's going to pull up her trailer and she's going to shoot a piece. Uh, just make sure you know that the construction guys aren't you know gawking in the windows and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I held the door open. Uh, Joan came in. She says hello, and the, kind of the rule uh, was, you really don't talk to you know people, guests like that, mm-hmm. unless they ask you something, and then you can certainly speak back. But if they don't say hello to you, you don't say hello to them. Right. Uh, you don't ask for autographs or phone numbers or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Right. So she came in. She said hello. I said hello. Closed the door, and uh, they shot the whole thing. And I was kind of standing in the room, and they did like this pan. Of the room, I'm like, oh, this will be great. I'm going to be on television. Mm-hmm. They totally, as soon as the camera got to me, cut me out. Oh, <laughs> I hit the editing room floor, and that was it. I'm like, I'm telling my family, I said, oh, wait till they get there. They're going to pan, and you're going to be able to see me. As soon as I got there, I said, oh, my God, I disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the floor. You got cut. Oh, I got right. cut. I said, well, they probably didn't want you know a picture of security in a building. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that would make sense, yeah, I guess, I in a way. But did you ever get to? Uh, is there any notable celebrities that that you did get to? Um... Yeah, the other thing I did over at Epcot was the uh, Candlelight Processional. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, so I, uh, met, I got to meet uh, Peter Graves. Oh wow! Uh, nice. From Mission Impossible. Yep. Uh, and uh, Eric Estrada. 
Oh, yeah. Ah, punch. punch. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, I did get to talk to them for a brief moments uh, of some quick chit-chat. So uh, that's it. So it was uh, uh, Joan London, Eric Estrada, and Peter Graves. That's it. Oh, that's pretty My cool. Fun. My fun at Disney security. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long were you in that position? Or, it was uh, about a year. About, about a, year. a year. Okay, wow. Now, when Stacy came around and do her must-dos, did you get to escort Stacy around the and around the no, property? No. Who gets that great job? <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody does. I think she's she's got a guest uh, relation host uh, ambassador uh, with her. One of those plaids bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the question is, you know, will Good there question. be another version of you know, like, say, when Avatar lands, is she gonna? They're gonna ask her to come back and do you know the must-dos for Avatar. I think you're going to get CGI Stacy at that point. CGI Blue <laughs> Stacy. Yeah. Animatronic yeah. Dave Stacy. I think so. I mean, it's going to be like she'll be talking her younger self. <laughs> well, she'll be an avatar. Yeah. You know, she'll get yeah, an avatar. Exactly. Oh, my God. It'll be Blue Stacy with the crazy hair, eight feet or tall. Or Star right. Wars or Toy Story, you know. It'll be really older Stacy by then, 2020. <laughs> well, there's going to be, yeah. Oh, she'll be replaced by that. Either that by somebody man. new. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever had her on your show? Not no, yet. No, no. We've, you should. You should. We've, we've talked about doing it before, but we we're like, I don't know. Like, is uh, would would I mean? I've I don't heard know. Her in other shows, yeah. Yeah, like it seems like everything that we would ask her, like, no, that might offend her. What about no, that might offend her. What about no, that might offend her. We, yeah. we got that a lot. <laughs> yeah, she does a podcast too, the uh, VO Buzz. You know, oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah, VO Buzz. Which is you know for voiceover, she does it with another voiceover oh, person. Oh, cool! Yeah, because she yeah. does a, do yeah, a lot of. Yeah, she's got that. a lot of uh, interesting guests uh, that come on that show too. So. I am dying to ask her if she ad libbed the uh, Africa without all the malaria shots <laughs> uh, <laughs> line, or was that something that was scripted and given to her? Right. I am dying Everything to ask her. Everything that comes out of her mouth is completely scripted. There is no ad lib. Nothing. Oh, wow, get out of no here! Kidding. Not a word. Now there's a factoid. So wham, right wham, wham. Is <laughs> she could. Uh, I think she's done some, you know, and uh, and then usually the comments just stick to the script. Water slides up the wazoo was written. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, uh, let me ask you. She goes, I said, I I wouldn't go on that. But did you enjoy it? She goes, it was like. Five o'clock in the morning, oh. you know, super early, and she goes. The water was cold, and uh, she goes. I had water in places that shouldn't have been. I said, "I'm sure you did." <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, she sold that. I tell you what, I bet yeah, you, I bet you, her scriptwriter went and then did like Zach and Cody or something <laughs> after that. Because wow, that I can't. I would have. I would have sh been sure that that was like ad lib lines that she did on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, sure wham. costuming was pulling a bathing suit out of places. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, that's my. I would have liked that job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yeah, looks so happy there. every time. That that's that's, that's great. That's, that's somebody it, fun. Uh, uh, who said they were doing the uh, Mary Poppins? That was me. That was me, Kevin. So uh, you should have on uh, Juliana Hansen. Um, I don't know if you know her name or not. Uh, she is the voice that Richard Sherman. When he goes to sing uh, Mary Poppins things, uh -huh. because Lee Andrews obviously can't, right? Or you know, her voice is a little not what it used to be, right? Um, so if he's going to do things with Mary Poppins or other songs, uh, and he needs somebody to sing them besides himself, mm -hmm. that's who he, he goes to. 
He brings, yeah, Juliana Hansen. Huh. And uh, she was, I think, Jasmine in the Disneyland, um, in the Aladdin show that just retired at Disneyland. Oh, oh okay, wow. yeah. Really? Yeah. She, oh, no kidding. I love that yeah. show. That's yeah, you, yeah, you can find her on Facebook. She's on Facebook. She'll uh, answer uh, messages okay. on Facebook. Oh yeah, I'll definitely. I'll keep that in mind. That'd be that'd yeah. be interesting. And uh, yeah, she does. Uh, she's got her own stuff out, but her connection to Richard Sherman is uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be, that'd be she was handpicked by Richard Sherman to uh, sing, uh, you know, Mary Poppins songs. Well, uh, yeah, we were just talking uh, again. We were. Uh, <laughs> I hate to come up again, but we were talking to Paul Torgino, and he was talking about. I don't know if you ever spoken to him yet. No. Um, he was talking about how the Sherman brothers originally wrote the medley for uh, Norway, the pavilion. Mm. They, they did a song for the Norway pavilion. It was supposed to be a different concept. It was supposed to be a different type yeah. of ride, and they were right. going to go ahead and do a more troll-centric uh, type of ride. And the Norwegian sponsors went through and said, no, this is not the type of ride we were, gonna, we were interested in doing. But mm. when they did that, the Sherman brothers, they came in, and they wrote a song, and they sung it to them. They're like, this is amazing. Let's go ahead and use it. And then... When they switched concepts, whoever was in charge of the project neglected to go back to Sherman Brothers and say, okay, well, we still want you in it. And it just, it went nowhere. But wow. uh, originally you were supposed to have that. I mean, it was kind of cool to know that because, I mean, shoot, their their music is just so amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been the latest. It's definitely the soundtrack to my life. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, for my kids, every Disney movie I probably ever saw had some kind of Sherman music in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, television shows, World of Color. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all over the place. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know. um, so you, you said your favorite movie was Jungle Book? Yes. Out of all mm -hmm. that? Um, do you have a favorite ride? Attraction, mm -hmm. I should say. Let's say attraction. I'll broaden up to that. Unless you want to specify, we can. I'm ride going to say a... there's probably two. Yeah? Uh, Tower of Terror, number one. Mm. Okay. Um. And, and the short story is I was working uh, 3 to 11 shifts, and one day I went to uh, the studios, mm -hmm. and I rode that uh, literally, crazy number, 13 times. Nice. In Perfect. a row. Perfect. I uh, just kept on going on, and, and after a couple times, one of the, the cast members, the eggs, and, and he's like, do you work here? I said, yes. He goes, all right, just stay there. <laughs> he, just said, he goes, just tell me when you want to get off. <laughs> and after about 13, I was starting to get a little woozy. I said, I, now I need to get off. <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I guess about two years ago, I wrote it with Mark Silverman, okay, who does the voice of Rod Serling. Right. And uh, they, they stopped. What they did for us was they stopped the audio track, and I was sitting next to Mark while he did the audio. No way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the attraction. So I got a live version of... Uh, 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 Tower of Terror. Oh, uh, did you get to He's another that? person you should have on your show. Uh, excellent guest. Yeah. Uh, you can find him on Facebook too, and he'll answer uh, messages. He does a lot, a lot of different voices besides Rod Serling. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. And my second favorite attraction would probably be Soren, which unfortunately is uh, uh, down for its rehab. Yeah, it's yeah. down for its rehab. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, back, back to the Tower of Terror thing. I'm allow you to qualify here. Is it the Disneyland version or is it our version down here? Our version. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to our Disneyland uh, guests. Yeah, stuff, sorry but, you didn't get the good one. Right. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> you guys do not have the, the trip through the third dimension that we have that takes nope. us yes. into the different shoots, so it's a totally yeah. different experience. 
Right. But yeah, uh, the Walt Disney World version, thank you, is much better. And meanwhile, everyone yeah. at Disneyland is like, that's fine. We'll take the better version of Pirates. We'll yeah. take the better version of. Yeah, right. Of everything else. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're right, right. You know, I will, I'll tell you this. I do like Disneyland's version of Soren, at least the theming, mm-hmm. you know, outside. Yeah. It fits the Condor Flats right. thing versus yeah, right. our land thing, which is, you know, it's cool too, but. And yeah. I have had the chance to go backstage of uh, Soren. Um, we did an adventure by Disney. Yeah. Uh, did the, you know, Southern California one. And they took us backstage of oh, that cool. uh, Soren. All right. That, that's a, first of all, it's a metal screen. Oh, okay. Wow. I would have never thought it's that. Metal. Uh, it's metal and it's perforated. Perforated. Okay. And Interesting. Uh, it is huge. And when you're standing back there, it is loud. Really? Because all the speakers are back there projecting through the screen. Okay, I, b- I can believe that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then they gave us these little canisters with all those uh, pellets of scent that, you know, get loaded into this machine. Oh, you got it to take home? No. Oh, okay. No, they saying. just passed them around so we can smell them and squish them and, you know, and they're like... <laughs> Yeah, we load a, you know, a couple million tons of this stuff in this hopper, and you know that's how you get your smells. I'm like, oh, boy. Smellitzer, wow. You don't get a souvenir smell pellet? Come on. <laughs> uh, as many as you can touch and squeeze in your fingers, you got to take home. <laughs> I, was, I was smelling like a pine tree for a while. <laughs> I felt like it was in a New York cab. Give me the orange girl. That's right. <laughs> Did you get to see the mechanics of it, the, the ride system? Were you, were... you really can't because uh, the mechanics are all on the top. Right. Of the uh, you know the ride vehicle right right um, and you know I was telling you about uh, I don't know if I was or not I have a, this friend who's an engineer mm-hmm. at Disney and one of his jobs was to you know go fix these things sometimes Jeez. and for that attraction they would kind of lower him down you know like uh, you know Tom Cruise style oh like my Mission Impossible <laughs> kind of thing Impossible. yeah okay. bum, bum. you know and he'd have to you know then go and fix the mechanicals while you know tethering from a cable, (laughs) a wench. Toast. Attached to the ceiling. So, um, yeah, so you don't really can't see them. I mean, they turn the lights on and you can see where they are, but you really can't, you know. You can't see the motion or anything else. Wow. Take anything out of it. That's still a cool experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. You get to do the Southern California uh, Adventures by Disney. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I really, the whole experience is awesome. Right. It is the best thing we've probably done, but it is expensive. I believe that, yeah. It is concierge group tour. I mean, you don't have to touch your bags from the time you land to the time you get back to the airport. Oh, they, they, they take everything from your room uh, when you're going from hotel to hotel. Uh, the buses and motor coaches have drinks and snacks and bathrooms. Uh, it's really A-class service. Uh, usually two meals a day are covered, uh, which is also the reason it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But for the Southern Hollywood, you get to do things that you really can't do. One is go uh, to the Muppet lot, uh, which is not an open studio. Oh, get out of here. Wow. You get to go on the lot? On the lot and go see where all Muppets are created, where Jim Henson's office is, sit in Jim's desk. Oh, come on. Man, Jim's office. You're killing it, me. You yeah, just you just speak something in Danny's head because he's a big Muppet fan. I am huge, a huge yeah. Muppet fan. Hey, you can pick up uh, you know uh, Emmys that uh, you know were won by the Muppets. Um, 
And then you go to the Disney studio, you go to Mickey's at Glendale, which is the Imagineering store that you can't shop at. Right. Mm. Uh, you go backstage, uh, you know, different Disney uh, aspects. You go down in the tunnels where uh, they have all their stuff uh, done. You can go to the archives. And the only thing I say that they should add is a trip up to San Francisco. Ah, the to the Pixar easy. lot and to the Disney family. Yeah. Uh, and then that trip would be complete. Then you could just go check. All done. Wow. That, that, I would, that would be so worth the price. Yeah. To just for me to see uh, all they that. They add to those two things, I'd probably go back and do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, you get to ride on the Lily Bell uh, at Disneyland, which is really not all that hard. If you if you beg, you can probably get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hard. Right. Uh, uh, go to Walt's apartment, which yeah. is not that hard, too. I mean, if you go... On certain Disney tours, I think you can go in there now. Right. Yeah, that's uh, true. Or with a certain amount of begging. Uh, we did get to go into the Dream Suite, uh, which is above Pirates. Right. And uh, I will tell you, if you could ever afford to stay there, <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly recommend staying at the Disney Dream Suite. Jeez. Because it is gorgeous. It is the kids' room, by far, is the best room in that entire suite. Oh, uh, wow. It's two two queen size two queen size bed. You push the button on the night table, and you get this what they call this kiss goodnight. So this train comes out and goes around the room, plays like I can't remember the Disney song. Plays the Disney song as it's going around. Once it goes back to where it starts, the television and fireplace light up with fireworks, and it does a whole uh, fireworks show. I'm like, right. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to say what, but yeah, you took this thing all night. Be up like going, bam, 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 yeah, all night. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you press that button, you can have that show. <laughs> That's, is that is that what I'm hearing here? Is like, you know, I'll so be, yeah. Uh, the master bedroom's got a kiss goodnight, not as elaborate. Uh, there's a kiss goodnight in the family room, not as elaborate. The kids' bedroom is really the best one. Oh, I'll pile uh, up in the kids' room then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I go, yeah, 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 go stay in the master suite. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm only wanting to press the button the entire time. <laughs> yeah. My turn, my uh, turn. Yeah, what else did we do on that tour? We did did you get of- uh, Club 33 on that tour? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. All yeah, right. Actually, that trip, um, I think we were. Uh, they usually do it for breakfast. So we were there for breakfast, but a friend of mine uh, also knows a member. So on that trip, we were also there for lunch and dinner. <laughs> so we were at Club 33 three times in one trip, which is not usual. Trust me. <laughs> uh, and that was the old No begging is going to get you that, right? No, no begging on the planet will get you in there. <laughs> um, and and it's, it's, from what I hear, I haven't been back since they renovated it. Uh, but from what I hear from all the the members and stuff, it's not what it used to be. Really, oh, no really, yeah, downhill, they, huh? They took the. There used to be um, a room called the trophy room, right? And you've probably seen pictures and heard the stories. Uh, this was all like little dead animals on the the wall, but this is where the raven uh, was actually a camera, and yeah. the chandeliers had mics. Um, and the story goes that uh, Walt had that, so when he went into the kitchen. He would be able to see and hear what was going on, not so that he would see and hear, but so that when he came back, he wouldn't 
you know, go, hey, what did I miss? What did I miss? Or mm-hmm. have to catch up to the conversation. He'd already be right. He know what's going on. What yeah. was you know being said uh, in the room, and so all of that was dismantled and you know taken apart, which I think is you know the Disney history and folklore. You know that you really shouldn't take that apart, right? Absolutely. I mean, right. That's what made that room special. You know. Right. So now the raven, I think, sits in the doorway, and they uh, animated it. So huh. now said, you know, crazy lawns like, hello, welcome to Cookland Day, Bob. I don't think that's what Walt intended when he <laughs> created Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, it's things like that. If you ever get a chance to eat there, the food is delicious. Overpriced, but delicious. Yeah, well... Like I said, I don't think that we would get the chance to, to dine there unless, like, what, you took the tour, right? Yeah, unless you take the ABD or you know a member. Uh, and I'm not sure, you know, uh, this was a couple of years ago now. We, you know, the member can make the reservation and then you could just go. I think they might have changed the rules where the member has to now come. Yeah, I think yeah. there was a story about that where somebody was like, putting reservations on like eBay or something right? Sure. and I got into a it, lot yeah. of trouble for that and maybe even lost. I don't his... know if you know, but it, it's about 36,000, I think around $36,000 a year for the membership. Plus there's a month, a monthly maintenance fee, which I think is a couple thousand dollars. Jeez. Uh, Holy that you have cow. to pay each month on top of the, you know, annual fee. People thought so, DVC yeah, was if I was a member and I was paying twelve hundred, I'd be putting them on eBay to make back my money as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't blame them. Wow. Does that yeah. does that include like uh, uh nothing? A, 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 nothing. Wow. Nothing. It used to uh, a long time ago. Uh, uh, if you were to make reservations, it included a day pass. So if you said I need a reservation for four, you got four day passes uh, mm-hmm. to Disneyland. But now it doesn't include that. You have to have your own uh, entrance into the park. So, yeah. So you pay the, the annual fee, you pay the monthly fee, and you have to have a, a ticket to get into the park. Wow. Ouch. And by the way, and then pay for dinner. Or oh, lunch. Or oh. My yeah. nose is bleeding. This price too high. <laughs> yeah, my, my butt hurts. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Jesus. Well, the last time I was there, it was uh, I was only paying for myself uh, for dinner. Uh, I'd probably say it was close to $175, and that was uh, an appetizer, an entree, uh, a dessert, and a cappuccino, and no alcoholic beverage. And no company. <laughs> well, I had people with me. Okay, I was going to say. Wait, yeah, eight that, people? I wasn't, I wasn't alone. There was you know, seven other people at the table. Oh, okay, I thought yourself. you were saying, okay. okay. You for yourself, okay. No, no. No. But it is also a fun place to see the fireworks in Phantasmic. So. Oh, okay, okay. That's a, a decent view then, yeah. Some yes. trees and leaves, but you can still, you know. But the food was good, but overpriced. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably worse than California Grill, if you've ever been there. Mm. Oh, that's my favorite restaurant. I mean, uh, that's what I proposed to my wife. Yeah, my favorite restaurant, too. Get out of here. Yep. That's uh, uh, when I was a cast member the, for the holidays. <laughs> they had, you know, like a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they gave us that year coupons uh to go have lunch at the california grill that was you know back in the day when they had lunch right and even they served breakfast up there and now you know it's only dinner and brunch but yeah it's my favorite place to go yeah. i'll go up there for just sushi and a cocktail yeah i, I went there first time with danny when we took a trip a couple years back and i absolutely loved it yeah yeah absolutely loved it even yeah. if just for the cheese platter alone 
<laughs> yeah. to get off at me. I was just, I was, I was, it was happy. It was nice. Very, very nice. Oh, that's that. right. I take my daughter there for uh, Thanksgiving dinner every year. Uh, I pay $45 for two slices of turkey, mashed potatoes, and some cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's the most expensive piece of turkey, uh, probably in Orlando at the time. So that is your favorite restaurant on property, yeah. or is there yeah. one better? Okay. No, no, California Grill. Yep. You, you... Actually, I own a DVC at Bay Lake because of that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I have DVC at Saratoga. That's, we're going, that, yeah. See, now, you know what? You know, people say, oh, it's Saratoga. So, but you know what? It's affordable. Yeah. It is and affordable. if you want a DVC, that's the best thing to do. Yeah. And we got the tree houses, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's not a bad yeah. thing. That's that's a unique thing. So that's kind of cool. I've almost been in every Grand Villa. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've been in Vero Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in, uh, I've stayed in Bay Lake Tower. Okay. Uh, I just spent the weekend in Kidani. All right. Uh, I haven't been to the bungalows at Polly. I was about to ask that, yeah. <laughs> I stayed at the uh, Grand Villa, the uh, Grand Floridian okay. for a weekend. That is my second favorite. They have a great media room. The Grand, Grand Floridian? Floridian? Yes. They have a, a, a dedicated room with this big L-shaped couch and a 7-inch television and surround sound with its own door and its own bathroom. What? <laughs> I can't <laughs> In the Grand Villa. In the Grand Villa. Wow. In well, I guess Villa. that's the next on my list then. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the tree houses. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the tree houses? I've yet to stay there, but I, eventually I will. It's weird because it's an octagon. You're like, right. There's so many walls. It felt like you know, the, the like, whole the whole glamping thing, right? That's yeah. What you're saying yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The living room kitchen area is a little bit smallish. Mm-hmm. I think, but you know, that's not too bad. The other one, which you go, oh, it's big, uh, is Old Key West. That is very big. I like Old Key West. Uh, the Grand Villa? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I kind of enjoy it. Well, I, I enjoy the whole the thing. Some of the rooms were weird in there, too. Yeah, it's true. It was the first one that they had, and you know. Yeah. But, and they really weren't knowing what the hell they were doing. Right. I mean, it's it's one of the cheaper ones, too, point-wise. Yes. Uh, yes. But I, I like the atmosphere of Old Key. We stayed there on our last podcast trip we back did, in yes. November, and mm-hmm. I, I just I enjoy it. You know the little gir- the little bar, the gurgling suitcase. Yeah, you know it's, I could sit yeah. out there and just drink and enjoy the whatever. You know. Yep. Yep. It's and, cool. Uh, I've been in the Boardwalk, uh, Grand Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Yacht and Beach has has one. No, I, I think the biggest they have is a two bedroom yeah, three, at the beach, three bedroom yeah. or two bedroom lock off. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping. Please, Disney, please build a Grand Villa or Wilderness Lodge besides those cabins. Right, right. <laughs> I'm really hoping that they do. I thought uh, they were. I thought they were going to be building on the old River Country part. Well, all right. So what I've heard is that they're not going to build anything on uh, River Country. And that was actually part of my uh, trivia question uh, to give away the book. Uh, um, what I heard <laughs> is there's so much asbestos over there. Oh, it would cost a fortune. Because of its, you know, hazmat uh, mm-hmm. material to get it removed, uh, and I heard that's why they don't do anything over there. It's it's okay. just too. But I'm like, hey, do it now while it's cheap, because in 20 years it's just going to cost more to get rid of that stuff. Right. You know, it's funny that he says that. And just FYI, I, I work that you're talking about your your day job working in technology. I, I yeah. work uh, at a law firm, and that's what we do is asbestos. And yeah. uh, 
you'd be surprised <laughs> at how many times a Disney resort comes up as an approved site. Yeah, yeah, our asbestos was there. Like yeah. Disneyland, like the, the especially like the original hotel and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yes, there was asbestos there. If you worked over there, certain companies will just automatically pay your claim. So wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so look up River Country. I need to. I'm surprised. Did, did you ever work at River Country? <laughs> <laughs> and find out how toxic it is. Right. Oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that yeah. makes total sense now that you say that. Yeah. It does. Like, wow. Man. Yeah, so that's what I heard. Uh, that's why River Country uh, will never uh, uh, that property will never be used because it's right now too cost prohibitive. Uh, but you know they are building, uh, I think, twelve cabins on the water uh, around you know Bay Lakeish area and building yeah. a second uh, wilderness building, like a bungalow yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like the Poly did out on the water, right? Uh, plus a whole new building as well. And they're doing that for Fort Wilderness, right? Or am I thinking something different? No, Wilderness Lodge. Oh, Wilderness Lodge. Okay. 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 Can I ask yeah. you this? All right. So your you, your your favorite restaurant on on property is is California Grill, right? And and you said your favorite hotel was. He didn't say that yet. Okay. I was I, 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 was, I, was, I was I was curious about that because he saw he said second favorite was Grand Floridian Villa. Yeah. Yeah. So my my favorite hotel was has always been uh, the Contemporary, and that's how I wound up buying Bay Lake Tower. Yeah, I had gone I to see the preview uh, for DVC for the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And I said, ah, oh, this is such a weird, why would I, every time I need a cup of coffee, I have to go outside? What if <laughs> right. I'm like in my pajamas and it's raining? I said, I'm not buying. <laughs> right, right. I said, forget. And I said to myself, I said, listen, self, if they ever mm. do something at the Contemporary Resort, I will certainly uh, drop my uh, dineros over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they did, and I was, I gobbled it up as soon as I heard. I said, uh, I called up my person, you know, I still had the number from the boardwalk days. I called her up. She was still working. I said, uh, I want uh, Bay Lake. And she says, well, I have to come down and see. I said, no, I don't have to come down and see. <laughs> she goes, well, we can't sell you unless you, you, you see it. She goes, well, we can show you. I can send you a link to a video, but you have to watch the video. <laughs> like, all right, fine. Send I me don't need your stinking video. <laughs> I'm like, do you want the money? I mean, it, <laughs> all right, fine. Watch the video. I call her up. It's all right. Watch the video. Okay. <laughs> uh, I said, just tell me where to send the check now. She's like, uh, well, we need to send you. Con- I, oh my god. I said, yeah, you guys are making it hard for me to give up my money. <laughs> and uh, you know, went through the whole contract thing yeah. and blah blah blah, but. Yeah, bought Bay Lake Tower. So, oh wow, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I, would I love like this. Bay Lake Tower yeah. too. Yeah, I would love yeah. to say there as well. Contemporary always fascinated me as a kid. Um, yeah, Grand I mean, Floridian monorail goes through it. Yes, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was the greatest thing when I was little too. Yeah. That was the thing. I always got mad because we never stayed in that A frame. I always got mad right. that we would stay off, and I was like, no, I want to. I want to walk out and just be right there. Yeah, uh, walk so, out my door and see the monorail going through the and, building. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. So those rooms are some of the largest rooms on property because they were the first ones built. Mm-hmm. The garden rooms are smaller than the A-frame rooms because they finally got the picture. Hold right. on. We need to get more people on property. <laughs> right. <laughs> more you know, people not give them bigger age. spaces, smaller spaces and more money. Right. So, yeah, if you're going to stay there, stay in the A-frame. Uh, you know, they probably were done a couple years ago. And uh, they're really nice, really nice inside. Yeah, one, one of, of these. It, 
just never has been able to make it happen. I've stayed there twice now and, and have just not been able to make it happen. Your second favorite restaurant, though, what would that be? Oh, gosh. You know, the things at Disney Springs are starting to grow on me. Really? really? Yeah. Uh, Marimoto Asia is an mm. interesting place because um, if you like any kind of Asian food, whether it's, you know, you know, Korean or sushi or barbecue or, you know, some kind of Asian pan thing, you know, Marimoto uh, has it. And the other weird thing is there, if you just want like a little sushi and a little dim sum, yeah, you're done. You get, you know, order some sushi and you don't have to order the really expensive, you know, right. good sushi. I mean, you get a California roll or some of their other stuff that's on the menu. The simpler stuff, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and some dim sum, you know, it's eight bucks or 12 bucks. And you could be out of there for under $12 a person, under $25 a person. Wow. So, but if you want to go crazy, they have the Peking duck. It's $49 and you oh. can, you know, have the Peking duck. Um, so <laughs> I think they have a little bit, uh, you know, for everybody there. Um, That's pretty cool. You see, to yeah. me, I'm a big Narcoozies fan. I think Narcoozies is like, uh, yeah. like just consistently time and time again, like a hidden gem that no one really talks about, No, but is, um, you know, you have that great view of the electrical water pageant. Uh, you get wishes piped in there as well. I mean, and then the food is the food just outstanding. Great. outstanding. Yes. yes. So. Yeah. Our last podcast trip in November, this past November, Danny took us there and stuff. And uh, I was my first time there at Narcuzzi's and I absolutely was just blown away. I mean, I, I loved it. Food was great. The atmosphere was great. It was just, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. And that's well, your, your secret restaurant's not a secret anymore because now they're having brunch on Sundays, which you probably know. <laughs> And they're now offering a, a wishes dessert party. Oh, wow. oh look at like that! So it's not so secret anymore, and I think you're going to start to find it hard to get a reservation there. I was going to say that was what was so great about it that you could That's always right. get it no matter what. Oh, you're killing me! Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with you. It is a, a a little hidden gem, and and you know, as a local, I used to just go there and watch uh, fireworks, and mm -hmm. you know. Get a cocktail and then just go out on the, the deck and, you know, watch the fireworks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Man, that's and now cool. with the dessert party, I don't think they're going to let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Back to the Morimoto thing. You, you got me thinking of like a, a, an expensive dish crawl, kind of like a park bar crawl. Mm. You know, <laughs> so we'll, we'll go to we'll go to Morimoto. is get the Peking Duck. Then we'll go to... Uh, um, the, the Tiki Lounge over in Polynesian. Well, we almost Trader Sam's and get the Nautilus and, <laughs> and just find things like that around property that they're just ridiculously expensive and just go for it. Yeah, but you sober yeah. up on the way to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the long track to the uh, yeah. next location, or the price sobers you up when you start signing <laughs> for it. Yeah, we uh, for our podcast we do a monorail crawl and it is the most popular thing and the most requested thing uh, that we do. We're almost uh, a Think to the point where we do it now twice a year because everybody, it's like, oh, we had such a great time. Oh wow! So uh, uh, this time, where are we starting? We're starting at um, the Grand Floridian okay. at Miser's. Uh, then we're going to the Outer Rim, uh, and then we're going to end up at uh, the Trader Sam patio because nobody wants to wait to try to get into Trader Sam's. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So we'll just go to the patio and have some cocktails out there. When so, do you hold these things? Uh, we hold a meet every month. Oh, wow. Get out of here. What, the, yeah. the pub crawl? Yep. 
Uh, we do not hold a pub call every month, but we do hold a meet every month. Wow. <laughs> and actually, this month will be a, a pub call. So. Oh, man, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we do no, have a meet up every month. It's just crazy. We'll have to coordinate a pub crawl. Yeah, when absolutely. Do it. That'd be man. a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. I, I said that to, you know, John. I said, we should, you know, you know, find out with another couple of podcasts and you know, have like a giant pub crawl. I'm sure the people on the monorail platform would love a bunch of drunk people driving around. <laughs> with recorders and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome, actually. Montedigo cooked a pot to pot to what you say, man? I'd be like, what? Please stand clear the doors. The pub crawl is underway. What side? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to do some uh some small little hard ticketed events. Mm-hmm. Uh I you know, I have some uh you know, very friendly with the PR person over at uh the Four Seasons and if you really 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 want good food, go to the Four Seasons. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's stay away from the Disney resorts. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> uh Four Seasons got uh a four. One, two, one, two. Yeah, four. Four great restaurants. Uh, up on the 17th floor is a restaurant called Kappa. C-A-P-A. It's a mm-hmm. Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, love it. <laughs> yep. I love it already. Some of the best steaks in the world. Uh, the, they're even uh, bringing in uh, Wagyu beef from Japan. Oh, wow. see, now that's cool. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't find that at Fogo de Chao. <laughs> and from their balcony, you can see fireworks from every park. Really? You can see them from the Magic Kingdom, uh, Star Wars, fireworks over at the studios, and illuminations. All right, we're documenting that for our next trip. You know, <laughs> I love Brazilian steakhouses, you know, the Shahaskus, and yep. just the fact that you can do that to mm-hmm. see those yep. fireworks shows, that's yep. a no-brainer right there. A little expensive, no-brainer. but they take tables in Wonderland now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Uh. Second place is Ravello, which is an Italian place on the first floor mm-hmm. of the uh, resort. And upscale, really, if you love Italian food, this is the best Italian food you'll find in Orlando. Mm. Uh, the executive chef, Fabrizio, if you ask uh, nicely, uh, Fabrizio makes his own lemoncello out of grain alcohol. <laughs> oh, wow. So the... Um, the waiter uh, will go get a Fabrizio stash and uh, pour you a little limoncello, which oh is a great way to top off the night. Fabrizio. I love it. Fabrizio. Now, Fabrizio is the executive chef. He won the uh, chef de, de country in Italy. So they take him all around uh, the different cities of Italy uh, because he was the chef de country or the chef de cuisine. Oh, wow. Uh, so okay. he's really a, a really, really good chef. Uh, out by the pool, they have a place called PB&G, Pool Bar and... And Grill, grill. I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, Pool Bar yeah, and Grill. Pool Bar and Grill, yeah. Um, that is more like southern, uh, fresh, seasonal fare. They have, uh, you know, things like uh, lobster rolls and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of soups and salads and sandwiches, and but really done uh, extremely well. I mean, I had two huge lobster claws uh, in my lobster roll, which oh, I had wow. recently. And I think now what they're going to do for the summer is they're going to serve dinner because normally they close at like 4 or 5 o'clock you know, when the pool right. shuts down. But for the summer, they're going to leave it open and serve dinner. Oh, wow. Then the, the hidden secret of the Four Seasons is a place called Plancha. 
It's over at their golf club uh, place, uh, Tranquilo. And uh, they have free uh, valet parking, mm-hmm. which I always love. Right. Uh, and that is Cuban food. And Pedro, the chef uh, there, mm-hmm. does everything from scratch. Mm. And he's using like his mother and his grandmother's Cuban recipes. Uh, they have a chorizo hamburger. So it's mainly tr- chorizo with a little hamburger mixed in. Mm-hmm. One of the best burgers oh, I've ever had. Good. I can believe Holy that. Cow. I believe that. Uh, yeah, I would love to try that. And the mm. guacamole is to die for. I'll to see. Die for. I'll have to try Everything it. is made fresh every single time. They don't make like big batches of it and then serve it to you. Every order is made uh, then. It's not like, you know, let's make a... 15 gallon drum of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, they I judge a place soup. like that based on his guacamole. You know, if the guacamole yeah. is good, then I know the rest of it's going to be just as good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's a great place, too. They'll, uh, at Plancha, they'll give you a, you know, like an annual pass holder or a Disney discount, they call it. Uh, I think they give you about 10% off. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Four Seasons, that's where I, that's where I take people now. Oh, I that's love pretty cool. There. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to keep that in mind next time for yeah, our next so, trip. Uh, uh, oh, so I'm trying to. Back to the story. So Ravello yeah. has off to the side of it. It's got what they call a teaching kitchen. So yeah. it's got like a place where somebody can you know get up and. So we're thinking about doing like a little teaching uh, meetup. So we'll have Fabrizio oh, cool. come and teach us like how to make pizza or pasta from scratch. Oh, that's so, a bit so, fun. Yeah. Uh, you get like a little swag bag to take away. Yeah, uh, probably be about thirty five dollars a head. But I don't think that's all too bad. No, that's not too bad. I mean, you have a chef teach you something, and they walk away with a swag bag, and you get a free cocktail. Well, you get to eat it. Hopefully. Yeah, you get to eat. You know, that'd be more than the, the not getting the smelter at get at your home. <laughs> you know, yeah, very so. good, very good. I hope you enjoyed the discussion we had with Tony Casanova. It was a lot of fun, and we look forward to the day we can meet up with Tony in Walt Disney World and share beverage and talk. Listen to Tony and Park Hopper John Donio on their podcast, Disney Parks Podcast. For more information, go to DisneyParksPodcast.com. To purchase Tony's book, be sure to visit Amazon or get it straight from his website, DisneyByTheNumbers.com. Don't forget, Tony will number it and sign it if you buy it directly from him. To learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you will find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. Call or text us. Yes, I did say text us at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-669-4226. Support Eli and purchase his Project Geisha graphic novel. Shoot us an email at magicroa at gmail.com for more information. If you need a book of vacation, trust Lee of Magical Moments Vacations, which is a platinum earmarked Disney travel agency. So if Disney trusts them, so can you. Book with Lee today by shooting him an email at lee at magicroa.com or call him at area code 832-570-5490. A portion of every booking Lee makes goes to support Girl Power to Cure. Girl Power to Cure Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness and funds for treatments and a cure for Rett syndrome, a devastating neurological disorder that almost exclusively affects girls. Support Magic Our Way by clicking on our affiliate links on our website. We have Amazon and much, much more. You can also buy us some beignets and support the show that way. 
Represent the Moican Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And please leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. We thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Moicans, ladies and gentlemen, I say Quahirini. My name is Kevin. Magic out.